Would you like to accelerate your career and reach your full potential in just minutes a day? Welcome to the LeadX Show with New York Times bestselling author and Inc. 500 entrepreneur, Kevin Cruz. How can you keep up with the avalanche of information in your own industry? How can you keep up with everything? Happy Friday, Kevin Cruz here, and I'm going to answer that listener question in just a minute. But first, welcome to the Friday wrap-up show, where we finally take our time, we switch up the format, and I get to go on a rant. But first, I had a heck of a week last week. I spent most of it in Nashville, Tennessee. I went on all kinds of adventures. My favorite day was this. So imagine, perfect weather, beautiful day, just absolutely beautiful in Nashville. Now, I go just outside of Nashville to Franklin, Tennessee, and I'm having the best cup of coffee in my life with an international arms dealer. Well, he's a former international arms dealer. He ain't doing that anymore. At least that's what he says. <laughs> but I'm not exaggerating about the coffee either. We met at Highbrow Coffee in Franklin, Tennessee, just outside of Nashville, and I had what's called bullet coffee. Now, first I thought they meant bulletproof coffee, but no, this is bullet like the bourbon, B-U-L-L-E-I-T. Somehow it's like bullet bourbon infused coffee. So this arms dealer guy, he tells me it's the best coffee in the world. And I've heard that many times before. This really was the best cup of coffee I ever had in the entire world. Now this arms dealer, former arms dealer, He's making huge money as an independent author. And I know something about, you know, making money as an indie author. So we had a lot to talk about. He's using six different aliases. So he's not even building up the brand around his own author name, which was amazing. And then the other thing he told me, which was I had no idea. He's thinking about moving his family to Puerto Rico. Puerto Rico will save him the 39 percent. U.S. federal income tax. I had never heard of this before. Apparently, you go to Puerto Rico, and if you really live there, you can't fake it. And I think you have to live there like over six months a year. Well, then you pay the 4% Puerto Rico tax. You don't have to pay the U.S. federal tax, even though you keep your citizenship. You know, you've got all the protections of being Puerto Rico. And in his case, he does have a family, but he doesn't have extended family to tie him down. So it'd be really easy to move down there, uh, buy a you know, huge place for not a lot of money in his case. Uh, his wife wants to homeschool their kids anyway. And it turns out, like, I thought this was really sketchy and couldn't be true. But then he mentioned a very well-known podcaster friend who makes about a million dollars a year from his podcast and some other things. And he moved from California to Puerto Rico and is saving like $400,000 a year on taxes. Wow. So, hey, I'm not saying you should do this. I'm not even saying you should avoid paying your taxes. I just found it fascinating. What I am saying is, hey, if you ever get a chance to drink bullet coffee with an international arms dealer, go for it. And now here is my weekly rant and congratulations. Call me a nut. Call me a cynic. Call me skeptical. Call me glass half empty. I don't think so. Data point. The new biggest companies of today have far fewer workers than the old big companies. So who are the biggest market cap? Who are the most valuable companies today? Apple, Google, Microsoft, Amazon, and Facebook. And they have many fewer employees than Ford and GM and Fiat Chrysler. 
For example, Facebook has 20,000 employees in a market cap of $435 billion. Ford, on the other hand, has 200,000 employees in a market cap of $44 billion. 10 times higher valuation, Facebook, one-tenth the workforce. This is the future. Mind blown. Another data point. Researchers at Oxford and Yale, they did interviews of all the leading artificial intelligence experts around the world and asked them to give their you know, prediction on when AI will surpass humans at different things, and they aggregated this data. AI will surpass humans in translating foreign languages in just seven more years. AI will surpass humans at writing essays at like a high school level in nine years. Look, most essays out there, especially on the web, are at high school level or less. Truck drivers will be eliminated in 10 years. Almost all retail work will go away within 14 years. Within 36 years, general surgery can be performed by robots and AI better than humans. Already, AI and robots are, are assisting human surgeons. Another data point, today, men age 25 to 54, so this is an important cohort. Uh, what percentage of men in this range have jobs? Let's look at it over history. It's men because um, it's only been more recent years that women have fully participated in the workforce uh, here in America. So men age 25 to 54, back in 1968, 5% were jobless. Today, 19% are jobless. I mean, in a fairly short amount of time, a few decades, we've had four times increase in jobless rate among men. What do you think that does to people's identity? What do you think that does to people's sense of hope, of pride, of belief in the future? Not unrelated, data point. Heroin overdose epidemic is huge. Now this blows my mind. Here in America, drug overdoses are now the leading cause of death in Americans under age 50. There's 65,000 people a year now dying from overdoses, primarily heroin. Now, if you look at back in 1972, that was the peak car crash accidents before we had mandatory seatbelts. Well, there's now more deaths from heroin overdose than car crashes in 1972. There's more deaths from overdoses from peak HIV deaths, which was back in 1995. More heroin overdoses than peak gun-related deaths, which actually peaked in 1993. I was having dinner with the head of Health and Human Services for a neighboring county, a rich county, a very well-off county. I was just, it was the first time I ever, ever met her. So... I'm always very, very curious, and I just am asking her about her job, what's it like to run Health and Human Resources. We're talking about homeless people and services for homeless. And it sounded like all the bases were kind of covered. Like, she wasn't saying she needed more money. She wasn't saying she needed more stuff. I mean, she seemed like everything was going about as well as it could be going. But I then asked her directly. I said, so we got it all covered. Like, you're not feeling that the politicians are dropping the ball or that government is failing society in any way and she says oh no she says the area that is going crazy that we need help in is opioid epidemic heroin epidemic in the white working class huntington west virginia today one out of ten babies are born addicted to heroin 
The world is changing very, very fast, and not everybody is keeping up with it. If you are content with your life, you will seek out more entertainment. If you are ambitious, you will seek out more education. To me, I'm comfortable with that word ambition. Not everybody is. Ambition, if you look up the, the, the definition, it just means you have a desire for success. You have a desire for achievement. I want to be a more successful parent. I want to be a more successful spouse. I want to be a more successful leader. If you want to tilt the odds in your favor, learn. And that's why I'm congratulating you for listening to The LeadX Show. We will get a lot better, my friends. We've changed a lot in uh, 90 days. We haven't even reached our 100th episode yet. We've changed a lot, and I'm dedicated to making The LeadX Show the smartest way to start your day. Please spread the word. Tell your friends, tell your family. And hey, when you get into the office, if you just heard a great challenge of the day, a great career tip of the day, write it on your whiteboard and write Lead X under it. Have your team members walk in and say, what the heck is Lead X? And then say, hey, it's the smartest way to start your day. Tell them all about the show. And I'll be thinking of you and thanking you for that. Hey, our iTunes review of the week is from Kenneth Fields. He wrote, Kevin does a great job of getting to the point quickly and leaving you with something you can do to get 1% better. How does he have the time to interview all these experts? <laughs> Kenneth, big thanks for the rating and review. And listen, I cram a month's worth of interviews into a two-day time period. And in fact, I'm getting ready to drop a major blog post on how I launched the podcast, how I batch these interviews, and how you can do the same to grow your own business and brand if you'd like to. It's just in edit mode, so I'm probably a week or two away from launching that article. And if you want to see it, or if you want to see the other things that I'm writing that, that are separate from the LeadX interviews, make sure to go to leadx.org. You know, that's where you can read uh, more of my work, more of my team's work. Tara Millette is doing great stuff on career. And we've got like over 50 other gurus, leading thinkers in leadership, marketing, innovation, all writing for the website, leadx.org. Kenneth, big thanks for that question uh, and or comment and review. And drop me a note. I'm at kevin at leadx.org and I'll ship you out a free t-shirt. Everybody keep those reviews coming. Now, I've got another article I want you to read. If you didn't want to know in the future <laughs> about how to launch a great podcast or how I batch these interviews, you will want to read my article that went live yesterday, 51 Tips to Win at Life. So I recently turned 50 and I kind of used that occasion to think about what would be 50 things, and of course I always over deliver, so it's 51, you know, what would be 50 things that I really think I now have learned, and I'm sure those will change or I'll laugh at these in another 20, 30, 40 years. But if I could share only 50 things like with my kids, these would be them. Uh, you know, number one is just as an example, have an attitude of gratitude. Stop focusing on what you don't have and start focusing on what you do have. Gratitude is my number one value. I do a gratitude practice every morning. But I also list the top four secrets to success. If you want to grow a big business, if you want to be successful in your career, if you want to be a successful novelist, I list the four biggest variables in order for what it takes to succeed in areas like that. In tip 23, I give you the only financial advice you will ever need, and I even give you the name of specific stock funds you can go out 
and invest in. You could literally log into your Vanguard or your Fidelity account or whatever and type these in. I, that's tip number 23. It's like a sentence long. And hey, there's a rumor out there that uh, the advice have a lot of sex, well, have a lot of safe sex. It just might have made my top 10 list, but you're going to have to go read that article for yourself. Leadx.org. Now, here's the question of the week. Let's see. It is coming from, and I'm not sure, it's Jaga Santagostino. Boy, did I butcher that name. And I don't know if it's Jaga or Yaga. I like Yaga, so we'll go with that. So the email, the question was, how do you stay up to date with your interests in work-related information when there is such an overload of valuable information? And how do you decide to leave something behind? That is a great question. Yes, books, magazines, TV, YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, podcasts, of course, blogs, conferences, so much information. It's exploding. I don't have the date in front of me, but we all know like the information that is generated today is just exponentially more than ever before. You know, the, the amount of knowledge that's out there is just crazy and and accelerating and access is now free and instant. We can get anything, you know, in the palm of our hands. So the number one secret is, first of all, just practice extreme productivity in your life. I mean, that's going to be the biggest variable. How much time do you have, you know, for, uh, to invest in this area? Are you being efficient with your time in all areas of your life? That's the power of 1440. We have 1,440 minutes in a day. This is what my book, you know, 15 Secrets Successful People Know About Management is all about. You know, how many meetings or phone calls do you do in a day that take up a half hour or an hour? And really, you could have accomplished the goal in five or 10 focused minutes. You know, how many times are you checking email or social media or watching The Bachelor or playing video games? You know, as a form not of just rest and recharge, but of procrastination. So step one, you know, practice extreme productivity in your life and you will have uh, more time to invest in staying up on all of your interests. Now, this is an area, the only time I say you should multitask, usually you should single task, but I will listen to podcasts when I'm on the treadmill. I will uh, listen to podcasts or audiobooks when I'm in my car. I will listen to audiobooks or podcasts when I'm cleaning the house. So this is a time, you know, they someone used to talk about being in your car as like windshield university, drive time university. It's a great time to learn. And now with podcasts, there are news podcasts. There's uh, uh, analysis. There's every theme and interest you would want. You know, there's comedy, there's the lead X show. So really, whether you're trying to stay up on news, stay up on your industry, uh, become a better leader, whatever it is, podcasts are a great way to stay on top of things while you're driving or commuting or working out. Now, the other thing is you cannot, you have to realize you cannot know everything or keep up with everything, say in your industry or in your field. It's just going to be too much. So it's important to niche down, like what niche do you want to be known for? What niche do you want to excel in? What niche has growing growth potential? You know, a few years back when I started to sort of build my brand around leadership for both marketing purposes, but also knowledge purposes, I zeroed in 
on employee engagement, you know, which I view as a subset of leadership. Then I could read the top 10 or 20 books on employee engagement and kind of know more than 90 plus percent of the people out there on the topic. I could put a Google alert on the term employee engagement and keep up with the handful of links that come back each day. If I just tried to read every single new thing that matched the word leadership, every book, et cetera, can't do it. I feel like I'm doing a pretty good job of it now with a book a day, but you get my point. The other thing is you really need to learn to read a book in an hour, a magazine in 15 minutes. And the shift here is realize you're reading for the knowledge, you're reading for understanding, not for the right to brag to your friend that you read all 55,000 words in a book. So the way I read a book a day, the way I read the books of all of our guests is I realize that if I read the introduction, I read the conclusion, I'm pretty much going to get their message, get their big ideas right there. And then I usually, because I want to go more, more deeply, I skim the chapters. I turn to each chapter. I read the first paragraph. I read the section heads, the subheads. And then usually at the end of the chapter is a summary or a takeaway. If you do that, you can read an entire book in an hour and get their ideas. Most of these business books, they started out as very popular articles on a website. And then some publisher said, turn it into the book. And so it's padding of about 50,000 words. And I'm saying that as an author who's you know been told this uh, several times. Anyway, realize that, now this is another big one. So much information out there, it's redundant, right? So all the news outlets out there, CNN, Fox, New York Times, Washington Post, uh, all your online sources, in any given day, if you look, they're covering the same top five national stories, the same top five world stories. Their headlines are gonna be different. They will have a political slant or a viewpoint often, and you need to be savvy about that or choose which source you tend to, to believe. But for myself, you know, if I'm reading the New York Times, I don't read the Washington Post or anything else. If I've watched CNN.com on TV, you know, while I'm having dinner or while I'm on the treadmill, I do not feel like I need to watch any other news program. I've taken this to my podcast. If you ever notice, the big name authors, celebrities, whoever, whenever they go do a round, they do all the big podcast shows and they generally say the same stuff. You know, the, the same, the, I used to listen to Tim Ferriss all the time, James Altucher all the time, several other of the big shows, but the same guests would just bounce from show to show to show. So now, I generally listen to All Toucher, not every single one of his uh, shows, but almost all of them. And I stop listening to the Tim Ferriss shows. I scan them every now and then if there's someone he has that's unique, that, that I'm interested in, that hasn't appeared somewhere else, I will listen, but I don't try to stay up on all of the shows. And you know, the big thing is you realize you can use, think of it as having your own editors to bring you the news. So like on Twitter, uh, it's really easy to do this on Twitter in your field, whatever it is, let's just say it's the topic of leadership. You can kind of follow one or two big name people in leadership or in artificial intelligence or in the oil and gas industry, whatever it is. And 
their tweets every day are kind of covering the big news stories. They're going to cover it with a link. So you don't need to follow and read 100 people on Twitter. You just follow one or maybe two of these top leaders and know that if it's important enough, they are going to cover it. Think about your industry magazines. I mean, I used to do pharmaceutical training back in the day. There would be three, four, five industry magazines related to the life science industry. I used to read them all thinking I need to consume them all to be an expert in my industry, to, to bring valuable knowledge to my clients. And then I realized, you know what? First of all, you can skim each one in about 15 minutes. And the big stories they were all covering. So you pick your favorite one, you read that one, and you just know if there's a big story out there, you're gonna hear about it from somewhere else. On Facebook, I mentioned Twitter. Let's say you're on Facebook. They have Facebook groups. Same thing, you don't need all of them. So as a writer, oh my God, there must be 50 different Facebook groups related to you know how to be a writer, how to get your work published, how to sell more books, how to position yourself as an author, whatever it is. And early on, I felt like I needed to keep up with all 50 of them and I needed to participate in all 50 of them and all that stuff. Well, now I realized the single biggest, best group, it's one called Pat's First Kindle Book on, on Facebook. And so then I'm like, you know what? I don't have time for these others. It's 80-20 rule, or I think it's 90-10 rule. Let me go into this one group that's going to give me 90% of the value. Anybody that's anybody's going to be in this group, any news, any developments is going to get revealed in this group. And let me now ignore all of the others. You cannot keep up on all of the information and you need to know it's okay. Use the 80-20 rule and say, look, I'm just going to follow a handful of the places on social media, on the news, uh, in the vertical magazines, whatever it is, that's going to give me most of what I need. Realize you don't need to know it all, and that's okay. Hey, this is the end of the weekly wrap-up show. Uh, I hope you enjoyed a different kind of format. And next week, well, heck, I'm having another fun week. I'm going into New York City. I think it's Wednesday. Uh, I'm doing, it's both live and virtual streamed, a book club uh, Q&A at uh, Berkeley College. So, hey, if you're out in Berkeley College, hope to see you there. If you're in New York City, I think you can just crash the party, but I'm not sure. Heck, just look on their website and then show up and say, I gave you an invitation. And man, one of these days, I got to start writing my next book. I've got to write 55,000 words by September. That's like, what, two and a half months from now? Yikes. So next week, come on back, of course. We got an episode on transformational marketing, on the four mental skills to be ready for the future, the number one leadership behavior your employees want you to have most, and how to create a joyful workplace. Who doesn't want a joyful workplace? Have a great weekend, and please be a wholehearted leader. <laughs>